Star Wars 7x7, episode 397. Today we continue our vacation series looking back into the archives, and it's Return of the Jedi Day here on the podcast, dating back to July of 2014. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and thank you very much for tuning into this series of flashback episodes where we dig into the archives if you were just joining us for these. These are episodes that you would either have to dig back into page 80-something on the blog for Star Wars 7x7 at sw7x7.com, uh, if you wanted to listen to them, because they are no longer available on iTunes. iTunes only lets you hold 301 episodes of any given podcast, and so these ones, yeah, you have to go dig in for it, but these are sort of our mission statements, if you will. These are our stands on the individual Star Wars movies themselves that we are reacquiring from the vaults and sharing with you while the family is on vacation in Cape Cod. Now, on an unrelated note, I still am looking at the wires and the alerts and the updates and all that sort of thing, and I'm starting to see situations where uh, publications that are looking to newsjack Star Wars headlines are printing headlines that are definitely spoilerific. Um, I will say in credit to probably the biggest spoiler side of all making Star Wars that they are very adamant in the way that they present their stories about saving spoilers and not letting you know spoilers get out to people who are non-spoiler um, happy. They are spoiler-averse, I guess you could say. And the headlines they write are very vague, and the intros they write are very demanding of uh, you being cautious about who you share things with and how you share things. And I really appreciate them for that. That's really awesome. But there are other publications now that are starting to uh, pick stuff out here and there from uh, their site and other sources as well and printing the leads and the headlines. And so I just want to caution you about <laughs> finding out things that you don't necessarily want to find out now that we are within, um, gosh, it's, what is it, 130 days, 130 couple days left before The Force Awakens, so if you are still preserving your um, your cloak of darkness on this, then by all means, just uh, be ever more vigilant in these last couple of months leading up. All right, let's get into it. Here is our stand on Return of the Jedi, originally recorded in July of 2014. All good things must come to an end, as the saying goes, and Return of the Jedi gets the thankless job of tying up the loose ends. This was the first of the Star Wars movies I actually remember seeing in the theater. It came out on Wednesday, May 25th, 1983, and my mom took me out of school on Thursday the 26th to see a matinee. We were practically the only ones in the theater, which made no sense to me at all. Even at 12 years old, I had enough sense to know that there should have been crazy lines outside, and we must have found some secret movie theater that no one was paying attention to, or that people didn't yet know the theater was showing Jedi. And somehow my mom figured out how we could buy tickets for the matinee and still stay inside the theater to watch it again, despite the fact that there was no crowd to hide in. So yes, I watched it twice in a row on the day after opening day. I wanted more crazy flying things, and I got it with A-wings and B-wings and capital ships, and of course the ultimate speeder bikes. 
That scene just blew my mind. And I remember watching something on TV about how they shot those scenes with a guy in a steady cam harness walking through the forest. It did not diminish any of the movie magic for me. Ewoks, though. Ugh, Ewoks caused a lot of problems for people. For adults, at least. Hey, I was 12. I was pretty innocent compared to others my age, so I bought it. Now that I'm grown up and I can think critically about Lucas and his growing love for merchandising sales, I know that A, he's pretty smart about the merchandising and licensing stuff, and B, just because I think he did Ewoks only for the payday, as opposed to some other crazy alien race it could have been, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of seeing them chop ropes to smash a scout walker's head between two giant trees and take out stormtroopers with rock slingshots. It's science fantasy, not science fiction after all. We only had action on two fronts at the end of the last movie, with Luke versus Vader and Lando, Leia, and Chewie escaping. This time we get action on three fronts, with the space battle, the shield generator battle, and the throne room battle. That was a pretty amazing feat at the time, the equivalent of non-stop action. In that sense, Lucas had saved the best for last, and he went out with a bang. You must have known, like I did going in, that it was the last in a trilogy, so you also probably had certain expectations of how the movie would turn out. Considering that it had to resolve Luke's issues with Vader, the question of Han's survival, and the presumptive victory of the Rebellion, good guys always win, right? Especially after they spent so much time losing in the last movie. All you could really hang your hat on was the how of how they would pull it off. And just because it's my least favorite of the original trilogy, that isn't a knock on it. They did a great job wrapping everything up into a neat little bow. But what do you think? Let me know in the comments on the post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Do you think they got it right? Is there something you wish they'd done differently? Chime in. Hey Rebel Rouser, have you tried the special from Audible that we have at SW7X7.com slash Audible? You get a free 30-day trial and free first book to check out. I listened to Star Wars A New Dawn by John Jackson Milliner. It was pretty awesome that way. You're already checking out the podcast on your earbuds. Why not check out a book as well? Go to SW7X7.com slash Audible for your free 30-day trial and your free first book. Alright, that's going to do it for our trip down memory lane this week. And before we go, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Mike Lowe, whose Mike Lowe Media gave us a five-star rating on iTunes and said, Alert, this is a five-star podcast, folks, and added in his review that he's been binge podcast listening due to his workload and must say that he's very impressed. He's recently become a fan of Star Wars, but friends of his who are vets definitely approve and love the podcast as well and says, Keep it going, Alan. And I just want to say, Mike, I really appreciate it. Those kind of reviews not only boost our spirits, but they also help with iTunes rankings as well. So if you're listening to this and you haven't given us a review yet, then please do take a moment if you've enjoyed the podcast and share a review on iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcatching app. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge a Jedi holding the high ground, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a triple amputation, it's destiny unleashed. podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.